What are the rules around dating a friend of an ex? Someone's off limits. You gotta wait this much time. Y'all don't have a code. Y'all trying to take down everything moving. You gotta put some respect on the friendship. Just because you test drove the whip don't mean you bought it. Even if it's once. It don't matter if you was eight seconds long, 20 minutes long, it doesn't matter. If we smash, he's off limits. Everybody <laughs> off limits, period. Okay, fine. Selfish glory. So listen. <laughs> what up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, want to welcome you to another edition of the Charles Coleman Podcast. So what's happening? I'm good, brother. How you feeling? I think I'm feeling good, man. I'm glad, brother. I, that half moon looks good on you. I want you to know that. Yeah, that yeah. I will give a salute to my wife. She's the one who kind of directed. She was like, you should, you know, I'm usually rock a ball. Dude. Yeah. She said, you should just keep your hair. And they get a half moon. That's why you got to get a good wife in your life. Yeah, and you know that, what I'm saying that's like help you make better decisions. Yeah. The sister that I never knew that I needed, Noah wanted, but she is here, the loud mouth from down south, doing it, doing it, doing it, and well, doing it well. How are you, young lady? You don't want no problems. You just talk like. This. Have you seen that? No. What's that for? No. Is that like a cheer or something yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you was a cheerleader. You was a cheerleader. Yes, absolutely. But I cannot take credit for that. That's some new stuff. Okay. You so was doing the U G L Y U. No. Nobody did that for real. But we did used to do. Must be a monkey at the free throw line. Miss it. Miss it. That's some southern. That is monkey a, at the free shit. throw line? I don't care whose mouth it came out of. That's a racist What? Shit. We did. And y'all let that run? I'm old. I know I look great. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we used to be able to do things like that. You know what I'm saying? If I was in a gym and they said that. I would have fired the ball right at you. Yo, real, real rap. I'm throwing the ball and at then somebody. The team would come through. Like if we lost to a team, we would chant, you have to cheat to beat. The Tigers. I mean, literally, like these things are that's, real. This really happened. But I'm just saying, you're taunting the other team. I mean, that's what we cheat to beat. That's, that's so cool. Bad. That's whatever. Yeah. Monkey though. Monkey must be a monkey at the free throw line. Miss it, miss it. Okay. <laughs> Self esteem <laughs> drops. I mean, immediately, and they miss it, miss it. Why a monkey? It worked. Though? I don't know. It's I did not real... come up with it, but it was something I was taught. It was passed down from generation to generation. Like racism. Absolutely. <laughs> Call somebody a monkey at boys' house. See if you make it out the gym. Like, yeah, like racism and self hate. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you know, Hillary, you look really good. Thank um, you, baby. You been in the gym? What you doing? I kind of been in the gym. You know, I did a little detox. Had my little papaya seeds, my little raw diet. I had to do some stuff. You know, I realized I was really stressed out during the pandemic, and like, mm. I, I went and did a check, and it was like cortisol and all this other mm. stuff. I just had to. I mean, I am a colonic person. I am a you know, I will go vegan on you for a minute. I'll do a lot of different things to get myself together. I just want to continue to age gracefully. I don't want to be, you know, I got you. you know, out here looking like a mama. You know what that is? She mm. just, that's very African-American. Very African-American. I just want to point that out. Mm. But I was in a gym. I picked up a few things from you guys. Right. Yeah. Try, try okay. it. I was listening to different, you know, mixes on different streaming platforms. And I got to tell you, they all sucked. I am part of the one percenters of the human population that has ran a marathon. And when I ran a marathon- the legs? No, yeah, my, my little I, body. Go ahead. My, my little body. This, it's the Charles Cover podcast. I come in here being disrespectful every time. <laughs> every go time. Ahead. Your little legs ran a My marathon. little legs ran a marathon, right. <laughs> and so CEO did a special marathon mix for me. I did. He did a oh, marathon. Yeah. And marathon I damn near would not have finished the race if it won't Was first. I of the Tiger on there? Yeah, of course. It started out with um, Triumph, which is like 
Yeah. A play on um not I the Tiger, but uh, you know, in that rocky, mm-hmm. you know Well, I think um uh four alarm four alarm blaze was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that, yeah. It was a bunch of, and then the, the the other one with Method Man with uh, the, R- Rawala? Oh no. No, keep it. Okay, y'all going down that right So anyway, my point is what I think you need to do is for our Charles Coleman podcast listeners, our subscribers, our subscribers, mm-hmm. our subscribers, mm-hmm. you need to do a special mix. For the Charles Coleman podcast. For the Charles Coleman podcast. And, and for and like people who are in the gym. And the only way you'll be able to get this mix is if you are registered through the website, www.charlescolemanpodcast.com, and you are subscribed to the podcast. And you get the link. And you get the link sent directly to <coughs> Boom. you. Boom. And it's a workout mix. And it's a workout nice. mix. Done and I done. Love it. I love you know it. what I'm saying? Yeah, so we it. all be on our fitness game as the yeah. weather yeah. continues to get nicer and we outside. Yeah. Oh, and then now all of a sudden, everybody's out here. Oh, you don't got the DJ CEO mix Come for on. the podcast? Come on. Yeah. Come on, cross oh, branding, cross pollinating. You wasn't registered. Yeah. You wasn't Never registered. Never mind. Don't worry about you it. You watched the clips on IG though, didn't you? Yeah, you watched the clip. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, so that's gonna bring us to our shortcuts. So I'm gonna start out with a fun one. You know, I think this is a fun conversation to have. Um, Let us judge if it's fun or not. You don't get to say that. All right, we're having fun. <laughs> that's what we're doing here. We're having fun. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> You know how, like, in karaoke, everybody would be in, in, in you know, if it was group karaoke, mm-hmm. oh, that's my part, and then uh-huh. it's like, oh, you don't get to sing Beyonce part, that's right. my part. Right. You don't get to rap Buster Rhyme part, that's my part, you know? Right. You got one opportunity to go back and be in a particular group. Mm-hmm. One group, one opportunity, what group are you choosing and why? Does it have to be a group? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You can't yeah, join yeah. something if it's not... Like, yeah, you can't just choose oh, an artist. Gosh, I know you want to be the solo artist. Y'all know I'm a artist. headliner, and y'all know I'm a solo artist. So for me, I already had my person, but it's okay. Let All right, Whitney Houston. Up. No, it would have been Donna Summer. We have the same birthday. I can believe that. Okay. I can actually see that. I kind of wanted to do drugs during that time. You know, <laughs> I like how thin they were. They were all very... And she had a long curl. Say and cocaine like, I just never could have pulled a curl off. So I just... Mm. So many things I love about her. But let me think of the group I would have wanted to be a part of. That is a... An excellent question. Thank you. Um, does it have to be a female group? No. Mm-mm. No, you no, you can cross over if you want. The gap band. Mm. Home, home, I can, home yeah, team. I see it. Home team. Yes. Dallas, I get it. Early in the morning. You to just rock. Find me another love. Why is he getting up early to go find somebody? Else to live on early though. During, that, during that time, where's he going? During that, that time, was that was kind of bus stops. Where is he? But it, you, don't. Well, you in the group now, so you can <laughs> ask him. Put me <laughs> right. in the gap band. That's what I mean. I'm, I'm not. not I like. I really like that thing. Yeah, yeah, I really like that thing. Yeah. What about you, CEO? Uh, this is easy. I think you should probably know this. Anybody knows me knows this answer. It's the Temptations. Okay. I can so see that. There's nothing. Okay. There's there. I will smack somebody's mama if they tell me there's any male R&B group that. Remotely comes close. Ain't nobody to coming to see you, Otis. Vote vocally. What about the there's four no tops? group. No, no. The four tops were were Levi. Levi was. You take Levi away, and what do they have? Temptations. I'm going to respect Otis and say this. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to respect don't Otis. Disrespect, and say don't disrespect <laughs> yeah. Otis any more than he's already five, been disrespected. Five members who can sing lead at any point. Okay. The vocal harmonies just take, there's nothing, they are the blueprint to everything from male RB harmony standpoint. And they can dance. And they were all six feet tall. 
Oh, like this is they were like the super group. True, they were. They, this this is true. They were. This is true. They were all stars. Yeah. They were. They were. They were beasts. Uh, y'all went in a totally different right different direction. We just thought we were gonna go like nineties on beasts. Yeah, oh. you know what I'm saying. I thought you were gonna be like, like yeah, gonna be I like Ron DMC. Nah, I'm sorry. Did I take your group? Oh, uh, no, you didn't take my group. You almost <laughs> took my group. You didn't take my group. I'm going further east. I'm going to Long Island. Okay. EPMD. Ah, nah, oh. you, you very much EPMD. EPMD. I can see it. EPMD yeah. all day. That okay. would have been that would have been me with you know the bucket saying? hat too. With the bucket, yes. Oh yeah, I see it. Strictly business. Pensive. Let's go. A little too pensive for me. I need a little bit more, like you know. Hey, oh, you want some dancing? I need a little. Yeah, I need a little. Like she uh, wants like kid and play. She something. wants kid. Yeah, I'm yeah. not doing. Nah, nah, it's not. Nah, EPMD would have been it for me. All right. Um, Moving on. There's a conversation now about like these tour prices, these concert prices are like out of control. Yes, they are. Yeah. Am I missing something here? No. Mm -mm. No, Because like, you know, for a person who works hard every day, you know, they may not be making a ton of money. I shouldn't have to first and foremost fly to Barcelona mm-hmm. or take out a second <laughs> mortgage mm-hmm. to see you perform. Mm-hmm. What, what am I missing? Or, or is it that it really has gotten this out of control? It's funny. I was having this conversation yesterday because I went to Vegas to see your boy Usher. Whose show was amazing. I think they're doing it because they can. I also think that there are all these new ways to pay. So... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we this tickets is, on layaway. It's capitalism. This is that's what it is. So when people figure out there's a way to do it, where there is a will, and someone makes a way, and they're gonna do it. And and because it's not, I went to the box office, I paid cash, and I got a ticket. Mm-hmm. There are so many different middlemen that have inserted themselves along the journey. Like if you buy tickets yeah. now, whether you go through Ticketmaster or whatever, there's like mm-hmm. a brokerage house. But then someone's selling their tickets, and then they mm-hmm. they attach a fee to the seller, attach mm-hmm. a fee to the buyer, and then you ended up paying just in fees like twice the cost. A whole of, another ticket, a whole, or another two tickets, ticket. and the ticket was <laughs> yeah. already expensive. The right, it yep. was already expensive. See, you're like, where do we go from there? I don't think we go anywhere um, because people are going to pay. I think part of it is people are trying to re up for all the money they lost because of the pandemic. Right. Yeah. So that's what it is. Um, and they are able to, like you said, because of all these ways of option, whether it be a firm and all these things, you can pay in installments. So people aren't feeling, they're looking at it like, damn, but they're just like, all right, at least I could pay this off in installments. Like right. concert tickets are like getting a car. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you need fin- it's insane to get financing for a ticket, but yeah. nuts. It's, it is what it is. Is there a cap on what you would pay to go see a particular audience? There yes, no? there is. What's I am, I'm just not being going to be exploited like that. I feel like I'm probably at about $3,000 for my max. Your cap is way higher than Your mine. Your cap is way higher than mine. I didn't even know. Well, I mean. For a single ticket? No, I say about $2,500 mm. would be my cap. Okay. Mm. Don't ask me. No, let me ask you. Li- oh, is this lies? <laughs> Are we live? <laughs> no, let me ask you this. Are we talking floor, near, Yeah, bo- no, I'm okay. not. So yeah. that was a thing. Okay, now that so makes sense, me, though. Yeah, that, so for that, me, uh, like, if sense. I'm going to a show. You won't go. Is, I'm going to go to the show. I'm not going to sit. Like, You're not going to see right. Usher. You're going to see No, I was Usher. right there. Like, literally, he hit me in the head yeah. at one point. Like, I get it. Real, real life. This no, I get it. So, I'm not going to... If I'm going, I'm going to go. You know what I'm saying? But I'm also not going to put it on my credit or whatever. I'm just... If I can't pay for it, I can just stay at home. That's, that's kinda, your rule? That's mm. my philosophy. Like, if I can't buy... It, I'm the same way with, like, anything, like, clothing, all those kinds of things. If I don't have the, the actual cash to pay for this... Don't use the credit card. That's some big shit. I don't... 
Yeah, I don't. Well, so, well, I'm just. I'm That's just your curious, parents like, say. What, yeah, what do you use the credit card for? Big shit. Big stuff. What's, or or I use a credit. So let me take that back. Like furniture, washing dryer. You use, a credit, card. You use yeah, the, that's what I'm saying, like furniture. Well, you or use a credit card and then you pay it off. But what I'm saying is, if I don't have the money, like if I buy a washer and dryer today and I haven't saved the money or I don't have the money in the account for the washer and dryer, I'm not gonna buy it yet. So then, what's the point of putting it on your credit? Yeah. I don't know what your point is putting on your credit, but I am, my credit needs to be like I need, building a nine, credit. I need a nine hundred. So you when just, they when nine hundreds come out, I need to they need to do, <laughs> go ahead and grandfather me into nine hundred. CEO, what's your what's your cap? I feel like I hit my cap, and this is why because I'm in the industry. Like paying for industry shit is just like you don't want to do it. It's like painstaking. Like why do I have to do this? Like I make money with the industry. Mm-hmm. I paid a pretty penny for these Beyonce tickets because the wife wanted to go. And now I have an OnlyFans, so. <laughs> <laughs> Shake well, that can, booty. Yeah, you can put your, uh, you know, Hillary is managing strippers over 40. I know, I know. No, I'm looking for lists. We need to talk. You me. can be my booking like, agent. No male, no male strippers. No. So, yeah, Jesus. I mean, it's, I, I think that's a little different because that's a gift. You know, I guess if you're single, it's different. Like if I'm married, like it's, I'm not going to ever go to a concert by myself. So she's normally going to go. So that number's, yeah. whatever The number is, increase. That's why I said the $3,000 and I thought about, oh, let me. For, for me, Nas at the Garden, phenomenal. Right. This Nas is gonna, anywhere. Right. This is going to sound weird. Nas mm-hmm. on the floor. You're not right over there? Nas yep. in Whoa. my dreams. Phenomenal. You know this Relax. is live, right? Ced's going to see this. Ced's, Ced's, Ced will see this. <laughs> Do y'all realize that Cedric knows me? Like, he's married to me. Do you have a past? Do, do, do you have a past You think I go home and I'm like, you think that, you think that this no, is No, that's why worse. I pray for that This man. is probably worse at home. Like I am yeah, I'm sure. dialing do, it back right do now. Do you have a pass for Nas? I don't ask for no, I don't have a pass for Nas. Like I just probably would never go back. Nas wow. came here. Okay. I got and you. he was like, you in the gray dress, come with me. It's not a pass, it's an out. I would write Cedric good. Uh, I would call him like they did on Harlem Nights to be like, listen. Hey, put your daddy on the phone. <laughs> put your daddy on the phone. Hey. And I'd be hey. like, send me my kids. Hey, Haley. Haley and Chase. The hey, kids belong to me. Okay. The kids were lost. The kids were lost to me. <laughs> that's an inside mm-hmm. joke, but not if you watch the Charles Coleman mm-hmm. podcast. And that's going to move us to our contributor segment where today we've got habitually Hillary. This is going to be both a therapeutic and interactive discussion amongst oh us all because oh I have a question and both a beef. Okay. Certainly said. Okay. So I'm Southern. You guys know I'm from the South. I've mm. been on East Coast now for kind of like over 20 years off and on, right? Mm. And when I first came here, I noticed that there was this energy amongst people on the East Coast who would underestimate or make insane assumptions about people from the South. When you first came here, what time, what time are we talking about? So you keep trying to date me. It was, I said 20 years. Okay. So if people okay. don't know math, they don't need to be watching the Cerebral Charles Coleman <laughs> podcast. Like, this is not a podcast for you. You know, get your abacuses out. And get to Abacus. Abacus. Wow. Go ahead and keep aging yourself, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was just a time where someone would hear my accent mm-hmm. and immediately assume that, like, I was green or I was ignorant or I lacked exposure or I didn't know certain things or I was dumb. Like, even, you know, just... Daft. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Who? What was going on up here? What was happening that was, you know, making making you guys try to subordinate people in the South? I can talk about New York. I think that for a very long time, New Yorkers felt like because, in part, it was that we lived in the capital of the world. 
mm-hmm. and that there wasn't anything else like New York mm-hmm. and that nothing else like like I remember mm-hmm. going to Howard and stepping on the campus in 1997 and even myself Someone who had been exposed. I had been in Memphis, Tennessee from every summer from like 6 to 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is D.C. Mm-hmm. It's saying, you know. But mm-hmm. but I understood, you know, look, different places are going to be different. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that at that time, we didn't have as much development. Atlanta, for example, mm-hmm. wasn't what it is now, right? Mm-hmm. Charlotte wasn't what it is now. So I think for people who had been exposed to these places, mm-hmm. they felt super small towny. Like super like, y'all ain't got this, y'all ain't got that. Mm-hmm. Now, what that has to do with education, like the link or the translation yeah. to that, probably not there. But I think there was the notion of y'all ain't got nothing, y'all ain't exposed to nothing, so y'all just must not even know this stuff exists. Yeah, you know? so, you know, for me, I'm from Dallas, Texas, right? And mm-hmm. I didn't exercise in undergrad in, in a class. Um, and because people would ask me, I, I've always been this way. I've always been fashionable. I've always been, you know, just, this is just who I am. I was born like this. So at, at Howard, I would walk across the yard and people were like, I didn't know you were from, they would always say they didn't know I thought you were from, and then they would stick me somewhere, you know, not there, not there. Mm-hmm. And so I took magazines to class and I showed them, this says New York, Los Angeles, Dallas, Miami, mm-hmm. London, mm-hmm. Paris. I don't know I'm from a very cosmopolitan city, just a place where we don't like other people to come into our thing. We're we're very Southern, but we're very cosmopolitan. And it was a very interesting thing for me because I'm like, you know, I've met people who have never ridden in a car before from New York. And that is not a thing. Like Well, but so let me ask you for this. For people in the South. By and large, who and what are the representations other than yourself that people would have in mass had access to? That would have formed their opinion. So because we think about Dallas, it's like the Dallas Cowboys. Woohoo! You go do, with but you also hand. don't realize it's the home of Neiman Marcus. Like Stanley Marcus family. Like literally, you mm-hmm. wouldn't have Neiman Marcus, which is one of our grandest purveyors of fine goods, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Dallas. Like I grew up in this man's childhood home. Like so. I'll, I guess what I'm saying is it, there was a lot of ignorance. Like exposure. Absolutely. Ignorance, exposure yeah. has nuance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to say that, oh, we didn't see it. Well, then are you really exposed? Because I knew what was going on in New York. I had been here before, you know? Um, and also, let's take it back to like some some black historical context, right? So everyone who stayed in the South wasn't getting beaten and lynched and things like that were happening. Now, mm. we understood, we we knew that there were struggles, but there were a lot of people who stayed because they had established themselves. They, they had land. Had land mm-hmm. And they had farms and they were making money. And they were yeah. like, it makes absolutely no sense mm. for me to like leave this 500 acres of where my, where I know that my family is going to eat, where we have a place to live. I know what, what can happen here and go somewhere, you know, for higher heights that may not ever be accomplished or achieved. The ignorance definitely swings both ways, right? People who from the South have never been in New York just assume like we all live in tall buildings and projects, whatever. They don't know anything about Queens and Long Island. And yes, the general consensus about the South, about it being slow is largely tied to just the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like in the South, people take their time. There's Mm -hmm. no rush, right? And in New York, we equate Mental sharpness, I won't even call it intellect, but mm-hmm. mental sharpness because people talk fast, mm-hmm. people move fast, you're always watching out for the hustle, you're mm-hmm. always, so like that. So when you when you get into somebody and they're like, 
talking slow and whatever, our first thought is like, oh, I, you know, yeah, I got that. Yeah, but the oh. truth of the matter is, the wealth of wisdom comes from the South. Absolutely. You ever talk to somebody from the South, these are the like, yeah, wisest game. people Gems on the planet. Game, right? But when we, just how we, we associate sharp mental sharpness with speed. Yeah. And because you guys move so slow, we just assume that this this is not a small person. Like, you're moving too yeah. slow. Yeah. You yeah. know? But, like, what about the Caribbean? Like, you, I mean, gosh, the, the pace. You, it's the same thing. They're super slow out there, too. Right, but no one but, assumes that they're, like... But it is well known within the diaspora, if you will, that you talk about the Caribbean and, Afri- and Africa, like, education and academia is, like, primary... We like you just know that culturally. There are no school, there are no HBCUs. Black people, okay, so that's another thing, point I wanted to make. Name the Northeastern HBCU. All the HBCUs, all the schools created for black people are in the South. Right. So there, there's another contextual thing that gets missed. All the education was happening in the South. This, you know, argument for me. I listen, I, I think that, you know, <laughs> the, the word, word for me. The word is ignorance. I mean, yeah, I it think is ignorance. And, and, and you bring up a good point. It is a, a it's a bias because of what people are not exposed to or have chosen not to be exposed to because of a sense. I think I said, I think it's a sense of like narcissism, narcissism, a sense of mm. false superiority. When you think about the Great Migration, people weren't talking about going south. Yeah. People weren't aspiring to go south. People mm. were aspiring to go north. And so there is the sort of conditioning that something must be better there, Mm -hmm. especially if you're not in the South, right? Like we were taught that's where you want to get away from. We're going North. Where's North? We don't know. We're following the start. (laughs) We're going going North. Finally, on this point, there is the belief that the brand of racism for us, right, as Black people that you experience in the South is somehow worse, more nefarious, more Mm -hmm. malicious, more harmful, more insidious than it is in the South, than it is in the North. That is clearly a misconception, but it is one that still prevails. Absolutely. And there's a new migration. I was just about to say that. The opposite Everybody migrating back to the South. Absolutely. People going back. So that is Habitually Hillary. Thank you so much. Very (laughs) thought-provoking discussion. Education and entertainment right here on the Charles Norman. Southern. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to bring us to our main conversation today. We're in year two of the conflict in Ukraine and Russia. Do you care, Hillary? (laughs) (laughs) Yes or no? No. Thank you. Do you care, CEO? I feel like I should, but I don't. Okay. Foreign affairs, black people, nationalism, Mm -hmm. our identity in country is a really tricky space. We have these conversations and it's very difficult for us to sort of articulate what patriotism looks like for Black America. Like even if you are thinking about the Olympics, for example, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm going. We're rooting for USA, but we specifically rooting for the Black, black athletes, uh, the black athletes mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. that's, so there's this really tenuous line. People who are watching this, either A, may not know how to explain it, or there may be some folks who aren't from our community who are interested about how do we have this conversation? Like, because we exist in a very dual space in America, like especially black Americans, which is why I'm glad I have both of you all. It's one thing to say I'm Guyanese American or I am Nigerian American where you kind of sort of have one foot in another place. But when you are a 
ADOS American, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you want to mm-hmm. use that, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a different conversation. But at the same time, the patriotism only goes so far. Do you want to be black first or you want to go to CEO first and be African American? I'm wow. I'm gonna go. You know what? Just disrespectful. Wow. CEO. Just, just, wow. This is a border. This is really a border, right? It's wow. never a border. You've been it's African totally American this whole show. First of all, no, you just need to know that I can go back and forth. I'm not. Well, I'm, I'm waiting on. I sit an on ally. the line. <laughs> I'm waiting on, on an ally. For some reason, you only align with unity. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I sit on the line, and I can step on the line either right. way. Do right. it. Depends You've been African American all I haven't, though, the, the entire I haven't, episode. I've been fairly black. Fairly? The entire time. Uh-huh. Just one time when you guys caught me off guard. Yeah, right. No, you walked, <laughs> you, you walked right into that yeah, joint, too. All right, see you. So here, here's what's very interesting. And I think I mentioned this to you before in the conversation. America is very unique in the sense that America is not for anybody, right? So, because you, you even said, oh, if you're a Nigerian American, Guyanese, they will never even say those words. If you ask them, I'm Guyanese. That's facts. I'm Nigerian, right? That's facts. America doesn't have a, a culture for us to attach to, right? So that's why they can be proud about it. This is why our patriotism is aligned with athletics, right? Mm. Or the military. Our patriotism doesn't lie with the country. It's always attached to the military. It's attached to sports, things of that nature. If the the patriotism was your that, patriotism was, was your patriotism attached to Barack when he was president? No, I was attached to Barack because he was black. But it had nothing. But to do he was with the America. president though. But it had nothing to do with America. It had to do. It had to do with our experience. How in did he? He was the president of the United States. Like, this is what I'm saying because it has to do with our experience, like. Black American experience. There's never anything that's just purely American. What I'm it's saying only- to you, though, is you rooted for Barack. Did you not? Yes. Okay. You rooted for Barack as president. Mm-hmm. He's president of the United States. So there is a connection to the patriotism but no, there, because regardless. In the, in, in the con- no, because in context, it wasn't about him being the president of the United States. It was a black man becoming president in a country where we came in here as slaves. Right, it's it's completely different. It's never about America. It's always America dash something. Every other country doesn't have to deal with that. So that's why I'm saying it's not patriotism. Patriotism should, from a solidarity standpoint, be about the country, and it never is. You can't find it where it's just... only, Only white Americans do that. And even when they do that, it's still somehow attached to the military, to the government. It's never just... This is the country we live mm-hmm. in. No, it's about support the troops and this, that, and the third. No other country does that. Right. I mean, for really? me, I, as succinctly as I can put it, um, in the great words of Issa Rae, I am rooting for everybody black, but also I don't love anybody that does not love me. That's just a mantra that's you. of mine. Yeah, that's very mm-hmm. much you. I, so for me, America, until this starts to show me love, I I don't really owe it anything like that. But you does that but, but does that you know the 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 end result of that doesn't that leave us somewhat and 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 I I understand everything and, and agree with everything you said about not loving who loves who doesn't love you but does that leave us kind of homeless in the conversation about like. So if you look at national the- pride, and I don't mean national pride in the sense of like U.S. Yeah. Pause that. Put the brakes on that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying just in terms of like 
home base. Depends on what your capacity is, though, right? Okay. Because for me, I don't really look at like I could like I talk about Dallas, and Dallas is my home, right? And I can narrow it down to that molecule, right? But the reality is, I'm on a whole planet in a whole universe. Mm. Earth is my is my home. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I don't really have to limit myself. You sounding being, real Badu. I, mean, <laughs> I just don't really have to limit myself to being Sounds from like the United <laughs> States of America. You know what I'm saying? If this thing has denied me, you know, and so. So you're a citizen of Earth is what you're saying? I, absolutely. I'm, and if I want to write that down, I can. And it's true. It I'm, is true. And if I want to write down the galaxy I'm from, I could put Milky Way. You see what I'm saying? I could, there's so many things and ways I could spin this. I do, but I matter. feel like we. I, I, I do, but I feel like you kind of. You're not dodging the question no, necessarily, no. but you're not dealing with it. It. You're not dealing with it head on. Well, I, I live here, so when things happen here, like we experienced 9/11, we were there when mm -hmm. that happened. Yes, right? yes, yes. We were present for that. Right. And the reality of that. Oh, did it affect us? Yeah, somewhat. It did. Absolutely. You know, we were here and. We saw people go to war and all of those things. But to be honest, did it affect us? America, mm, no. for black people in America, it's like having a bad parent. It's like having a shitty parent. Yeah. Right? This is your parent. This is your parent. You love them because this is, this is the only parent you know. I don't know if you love them. No, no, you don't like them, but you love them, right? Because you love them because there's, there's, there's a certain innate thing. Like, this is my home. At the yeah. end of the day, my home is America. I don't know anything else, right? I want better and I want more. So I don't necessarily, okay, it might be bad because I don't really love America. But this is what I'm right. talking about. You, this is damn. You I tried. This really is trying you was, to lie. You was, you was I was trying. trying. My bad. You were, you know and I was saying, I was like, but again, as I was saying it, I was leaning across the line. You just said, I can be black. And then you went into the African American shit, right? I'm having deja vu right now. <laughs> yeah. You, and then you had to walk it back. You was like, I'm this really messing up. This is a Kyrie moment in real life. You you were like I'm messing up. Shit. No, yeah, no, it's 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 complicated because like you know you sit and I, I haven't personally had anybody try to engage me about Ukraine, for example. Yeah. But it's a very like I'm just using that as one example. There are several others. Yeah. There are all kinds of stories in the news people talk about, and I really want to look them in the face and be like, unless I was a general in the military or I have someone who's in military. Like, and that's like a concern for them, or quite frankly, I'm making money off of this conflict in some way, shape, because there are some people who are making money off of A lot of money. Right? I'm like- so you're making money off prisons. Right, mm -hmm. I'm like, black people don't care about this. Like, you know, I don't- I, So that's it, the thing about rescuing Ukraine crazy. for black people. We have been in, in, in a space in this country specifically where we needed help. We needed somebody on the outside yeah, yeah. to come on the inside yeah. and help us, right? Mm -hmm. Who did that? Who helped us? Not near another. I can't think, even Africa. We can't think of anybody who came over here to just say, help them. They knew we were in to help them. We helped. So listen, I don't really have to think about, I don't have the capacity, the mental right. space. They can't live rent-free in my head. I, mm -hmm. I pray that they get out of that conflict with Vladimir Putin. Because mm -hmm. he seemed like he is not, he got his knee in their neck. Whatever. But right. I can't it, think about that. And I think it's also, it, 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 it's very, very complicated. And a lot of people wouldn't understand this, for example, that the lens that we tend to look at the world, especially as black Americans, is that we are black first, right? And so even though we might joke and be like, what were black people doing in Ukraine? You can't have a conversation with me about the conflict and feeling you know, the way that everyone else feels from a humanitarian standpoint and completely ignore 
the level of racism and discrimination that we witnessed when everything was happening and people were trying to evacuate mm-hmm. and black people began to tell their stories about that. And, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, again, and they're like, yo, well, what about national pride and patriotism and mm-hmm. our global humanity? Yep. It's kind of like, well, I get it. I'm not saying that global humanity isn't a thing and shouldn't be prioritized, but mm-hmm. that is a very complicated space for yeah. us. And I think that people take a, take for granted the level of complexity that is involved when you're talking about black people and whatever you are calling patriotism. So, you know, I wanted to have this conversation because I thought that it was a really important one. We get into spaces where this is discussed and I think people either feel uncomfortable really making it known how they feel or they may not have the language to express how they feel, but a lot of us feel this way and it is a very complicated conversation for us to have. And so now, either you may have different points that you haven't thought of, or you could just point somebody directly to this conversation and say, hey, listen, you might want to listen to this because that conversation we had in the lunchroom wasn't really just it. It's not that simple for me where I sit. One, two, one, two, you know what time it is. It's everybody's favorite segment on the Charles Coleman podcast. This is Rules of Engagement, our adult conversation about love, sex, and relationships. You shining, girl. I'm out here, baby. I see I see it, baby. We are from family packs. No Ooh. snacks. Oh, shit. We might <laughs> get to come back to that one. I hear that. <laughs> How you feeling, bro? I feel fantastic. That's what I like to hear, my man. That's what I love to hear. So tonight, this is a little bit of a relationship question. We're grown. We've been good and grown for a long time. So I'm just going to put it out there. What are the rules around dating a friend of an ex? Lovers and friends. We're talking lovers and friends. Because, you know, back in the day, it was always like, oh, you know, oh, so-and-so's off limits, and you got to wait this much time. Look, we grown now, right? If you got two consenting adults, I feel like everybody should play ball. That's a very fair statement. And nobody forcing you? Nobody's forcing nobody to do nothing, unless that's your bag. But for everything that's normal, it's fair. It gets a little murky and messy when the closeness of the friends. Best friend? Went to school together. It gets murky because people be like, oh, well, you know, I know how I went to school, but I'm cool I'm with cool her. I'm cool with her. So what, what's the rules, G? Men are territorial about it. Let's be clear. I'm not even going to hold And you. let's start there. Okay. Oh, oh. Because, you know, it's interesting. You know, and I was willing to just kind of like let this slide. You're never willing to let And let, let you guys have this moment of shared commentary on the sheer shenanigans y'all willing to engage in. But the reality is, can you really handle me dating your friend? Because clearly, in your mind, in the mind of both of you men, you would be willing to engage my best friend because you feel like certain time has passed. There's no real code. Y'all don't have a code. Y'all trying to take down everything moving, and that's not cool. You got to put some respect on the friendship. I think the code is going to look at what was the relationship that you had with the person, and what is the relationship that they that this new person no has to that. friends. Period. Let's define friends then. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying everybody's my friend. Everybody's not my friend. But my friend, friend? Come on. But what son. if it, but hold on, hold on, hold on. What, <laughs> what are we it, really talking about? I'm here? gonna tell you, I'm gonna ask you what you're talking about. You talk to a dude, right? You are never in a formal relationship with this dude. You do get into an intimate space, mm-hmm. but it is brief. Right. And then you got a friend. You never talked to this dude. You never was in a relationship. He and your friend. If we smash, 
You can't date. Even if it's once. It don't matter if it's once. If it's half a time, if you was eight seconds long, 20 minutes long, it doesn't matter. If we smash, he's off limits. If you Forever? Friend, if we... Forever. Do we need captions on the bottom of this so it's clear <laughs> Yo, on what I'm saying? Violent. You're not being fair. What am I being fair about? If we Life friends, is long, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on now. See, this is come and on. this is why. But the question is. So when, somebody you smashed at 20 no, wait, is wait. off limits forever. I'm asking you. Because it's your friend? Again, I didn't stutter, and there is no confusion in the words that are coming out of my mouth. But the real question is: mm-hmm. can you handle me smashing your friend? I think the appropriate thing to do is. If you value the relationship, you have a conversation with your friend because that's who you have the allegiance to. And you say, listen, this this situation, I'm kind of feeling so-and-so. We had conversations. I know y'all used to deal. You cool with that or not? Because if you're not cool with it, I'm not going to deal with it. But if you are, then I'm a rock. So with, with, with that explanation, are you saying you have that conversation with who? You have that conversation with your friend because that's the relationship that still currently exists. So if you want to preserve anything, it should be that. The ex is the ex. They're so going to do what they're going to do. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm lost here. So are we talking about you sleeping with a friend of your ex? Or are we talking about sleeping with a friend's ex or somebody a friend has been with? The point is you have a conversation with the person you're closest to. G just cut everybody off. She's right. like, you can't have no penis. She just cut everybody off from all the penis. <laughs> like, just none. Right. Right? Like, one time for life? Manito is very simple. Betty. If I have smashed with this individual, I suggest you move on to the next Tiki Leak, period. Wow. He's off limits. You got to see. You know what? Not But creating... see now, but you No, wait, a, but hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. We now have a list of every dude that you smashed. That's that, that part. And that usually part. there is a list. Amongst for, you and your friends. Amongst me and my friends. And right. we all know what it is because at the end of the day, we don't want no mixy situations. I might be willing to go back to an old smash. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Leave those clearings and 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 let me have more that what's mine. Because at the end of it's the day, it's not yours anymore though. Yeah, it was but never yours. It was never yours. Seconds. It was your turn. What yeah, I'm that one to that one time. You, that one time. Mm-hmm. See, because you test drove the whip, don't mean you bought it. All right, that cut it out again. See, this is this is where things get murky, and y'all get in your bag. That's why you should just let them rock. No, again, <laughs> you want to say let them rock until the situation is on the other That's side. That's cool. And I expect another you to sleep with my friends because my friends are dope. You're supposed to. Okay. Why wouldn't you? Hey, why wouldn't you? I mean, listen, it's, we're talking real talk here, right? This is r- rules of engagement. Yeah, this is real talk. Yes, please. Engagement is is it. We're going to engage in some things, and it's going to go both ways. So and then yes, y'all, y'all going to I, I will y'all be gonna extremely have a rules of engagement without me, where y'all start going seesaw and sad about paternity chase cases and situations where we yeah. got to check to verify she right. slept with my man, and now I don't know who baby it is. Don't do that. Why Let's not? be a buck about what this is. But in those if statistics, there are protocols put in place. That's true. Then right. We don't have to worry about that. Worry about what? These situations where we're not sure who the daddy is. Why my baby looks so much like Charles and I'm married to you. This is the situation. But if there was rules, we wouldn't have to worry about any of those situations. But who broke the rule? You know who broke the rules. Your man did. That my man it was broke okay. the rule, but you had the baby that looked like Charles. But that's because and they said it was mine. You didn't have a rule that said 
We That's don't date friends. Me and you expected me to date your friends. So what did I do? Live up to your expectation. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy when you have that kind of expectation. I'm just trying to fulfill what your life wants. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Well, then this is what you get. As you get being a broken a second heart, class person, and now you want to have a sad story with your men. Oh, she smashed my friend. Nobody cares. Oh, you care. No, it only you hurts care. when you come you to care. me with you the lie. Care. And you say little Jonathan is mine. Until I'm not on the chair and, and then all of a sudden mine. you tough. Yeah, come on now. Come but y'all, stop acting like you don't know this always happens. Don't bring me into y'all well, now you not relationship. In it. You always bring these conversations. We're not in no relationship, okay? <laughs> the only relationship we have is this conversation and this chair and these groups talks where he always go awry. <laughs> me? You, man. You the one that's not letting nobody fuck. It's not me. I'm not. You can fuck everybody you want. Just nobody that I fuck. And I don't have that many bodies. Why you just can't follow the rules? So there's a couple. Is there's a couple of wrinkles here? All right. The problem I have with G's sort of space is that it doesn't leave any room for, for you to fuck my friends. Correct. That's what it is. Yeah. Selfish. I'm not creating that room for you, bro. Can Let I, it go. Can, can I? Can I finish? Oh, are you gonna say something different? I'm sorry. Yes. It doesn't leave any room for the type of relationship that I may have had or that she may have had with someone because all exes are not equal. I'm using ex in the sense of someone you had a relationship with. You're, hold on, hold on. I let y'all rock. You are using ex in the general sense of anybody who you may have been intimate with once upon a time forever and ever. I personally think it matters what the relationship was. So, for example, when I talked about my man who, you know, I looked up and then I seen like, oh, oh, I didn't know. The only reason I felt the way wasn't because it was uh, uh, ex of mine. I didn't care about that. It was just like, I felt like, why why wouldn't you have said anything? But see, I wouldn't, this is I wouldn't the have issue. a problem with Again, that. Again, the conversation or the issue really isn't with the person. It's with the friend. That's what I'm saying. But I agree. But that's the point. The I point agree. is that if we're friends, then the rule doesn't exist with the exes. The exes are going to be exes. That's, that's what why I said. They're ex. Because it's not about the fact that I slept with that person and now you're interested in sleeping with that person. Now, how do I engage you in the future to make sure that this person that I'm bringing in that's new ain't going to be a potential person you want to sleep with? This is where the issue really lies. It doesn't really lie in the past. It lies in the future. That's why you got to have the rule. The rule is not about I don't the think, ex. I think the rule, the rule is I think about the, rule. This is, is the relationship to the friend so that me and the friend stay in a place where we could move and rock in any kind of room and we never really have to worry about where is, our future is going. I think the rule it is conversation. about where our past I the, is. I think the rule is conversation because I do agree, and, and I said this, I think that the conversation or the issue, if you will, is between the friends. The ex is the ex. They're going to do what they're going to do. Where we disagree is what the rule is. You have a rule where it's like completely off limits. Whereas like for me, I'm kind of like, what was the relationship? How long ago was it? This what did is it look my like? point so so as a friend. I, I don't want to exist. I know where you at. You, nobody, nobody ever could fuck none of your friends. I get it. Like everybody <laughs> off limits, period. Okay, fine. Kurt, what's your, what's your take? Because <laughs> Gloria just won all the penises hers. That's, That's it. it. Fucking selfish ass Gloria. So listen, <laughs> the, um, the, I'm kind of in a mix of both, right? There are some some people that I want to be hands off. Yeah, all exes ain't right? equal. And there's also some where I to to say it again. I kind of expect a person to want to go after for whatever reasons that may be. Because they bad. Correct. And you know that that combo is, puts me in that space. So I don't have 
uh, uh, absolute when it comes to that. People use the term friends differently. Mm-hmm. Somebody I'm cool with, somebody I'm friends. If you my man, my man, and you are a legit, legit ex, not happening. Not happening. If I took you down and we cool, I don't fuck. I don't care. The only mm-hmm. scenario in which you get to date my ex is if somebody dead. Like, you, what? you died. What in the neck and I, Wait, I'm going to understand it. So, <laughs> and I go to the morgue. The widow. <laughs> no, hold on a second. The widow. Pull that right? seat back. The widow of your man is open city. The widow? The widow. She, you, you dead. Glow. Come you on. Was, I'm just that's saying. Foul. That's foul. That's, that's a real worse. situation. That's no, worse. that's a very popular that's situation. No, I know. It's, not it's because Matt both are mourning the death of a friend. So now we the fucking? Right, so, so now, now we, we get to We console you. Ain't nothing like nah, a, that's oh. condoling sex is the best sex. Well, you had a you chest cold. We you have to visit more funerals. I'm telling you. It's lit. It's lit because when you sad and you have sex, it's a whole new sex. Gee, you think this for life is the thing? Like, really? Really? If our friendship ain't for life, then it ain't a thing. But if our friendship has eternal qualities, what is it a stand? If me and you are rocking and we friends, the rule between me and my friends, it ain't between me and my dicks. That's what the problem is. Mm. I'm looking at you brought the the dicks into it, though. I'm just saying the relationship to me and my friend Mm -hmm. is where the rule exists. So that we continue to maintain the integrity of our friendship so that no matter where we go mm-hmm. and how we move, we move it in unison as friends. You understand what I'm saying? The, whoever I smash throughout the journey of my life, that's a whole other situation. I can come and go in that situation, but my friend needs to ride or die for me. Why are you telling your friends about dudes who you just took down? Yeah. What? Why? Why? Uh, let me repeat this, because we might need captions. <laughs> why are you telling your friends about a dude who you just took down. So my friend, right, mm-hmm. is a person that knows everything about me. And, and still, still chooses, chooses to be my friend. I need you to understand that there are those people that are in your life that are going to know every part about your life. And those persons are the people that you are going to consider your friends. And that's, that's who those rules exist for. If you're just a casual associate, if you're just somebody I know, like this is why maybe we're having this kind of like, Intense discourse because the way in which we're defining friendship is very different. You know, no, what I'm I know. I, I'm if you just you're really about talking folks about that you know and your we're circle. in your circle, yeah, yeah, I'm I know, talking I get my it. circle chicks that I'm really considering my bottom bitch. Like these chicks, they know a lot about me. They know where I'm at. They know what I'm doing. They know, they know all everything. your bodies, though. They they might know all my bodies. Then yeah, that's a real thing. See, the problem is that we talk and y'all don't. Y'all be keeping things secret, and then you get yes, mad when you, know you find why? out because your man is you know dating why? your wife, but he didn't even know you, that was your wife. You know why? He didn't Ooh, even know you oh, was married. No, 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 stop. You're dragging it. See, now here's I'm the thing. It? Yes, yes. Here's the thing. You can't have you it both ways. You smashed his hold daughter, on, hold on, hold on. You but can't you ain't it. know it was his daughter because you ain't really that vested in your man's life. Easy. Now, and now easy. all of a sudden, it's I a mean, problem. You're dragging Come it. Come on, y'all don't talk. You're dragging it. You can't have it both ways. You can't say to a man, that you want a man who's discreet and doesn't run his mouth and then turn around and make Be it okay your mouth. to run your mouth to your girls when y'all are just smashing. If it's one thing, it's one thing if it's like, this is my person mm-hmm. or this is the person I'm, I'm like with and I've chosen to be with this person or we are openly dating. That's one thing. But you can't be like, yo, keep your mouth shut, son. Don't run your mouth. But then be like, these are my girls. They right. know. Da, 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 da. You can't, you can't have it both ways. But Kurt, I want to ask you, do you tell your peoples if it's a takedown? No. You don't kiss no. and tell? No. 
Yeah. And, and again, we, we're now put in that space where I could possibly lose a friend because of something as random as a takedown. Would you, do you, would you would you leave a friend if it was a takedown? Would that, I leave a friend yeah. if they took down something? Your that, wife? My wife? No, nah, we're not talking. Ah! You wilding. Now we're, we're not, not talking we're about not, my wife. I would leave my wife. I wouldn't <laughs> leave my friend. We, what? Yeah. My wife is taking down my friends. She's no longer my wife. She forfeited that right. So you kept your friends, but not your wife? Correct. So I could take down theirs. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Everybody gets rules in my life. <laughs> rules of engagement is always a spicy one. As you can see, reasonable minds can disagree. Make sure you let us know what you think. Are there limits? Are there friends who don't count? Are there exes who don't count? Are all exes the same? Drop it in the comments. Leave it downstairs. We may respond. There's a good conversation going. This has been Rules of Engagement on the Charles Coleman Podcast. If you want more of this, make sure you tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. on the live for Talk Back Tuesdays, also known as COC Off the Clock, Instagram Live, CF Coleman Jr. You can find it every week at 8 o'clock and every Wednesday. You know where to be right here for another edition of the Charles Coleman Podcast. That's Kurt Quillen. She's Gloria Sherubin, and I'm Charles Coleman. Until next week, peace.